another episode of Colored Thoughts Podcast. I am Lashawn. Erin. And we are back for another episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we are going to just jump into our re- weekend rewind. Like Erin. Erin, how was your weekend? My weekend was cool my my pregnant cousin came down um so I hadn't seen her since quarantine started um so it's been a while so it's my second god baby baking so I've I've been really sad because I haven't really been able to be part of the pregnancy really um so she's hitting her third trimester already Wow. Yeah, I mean, COVID kind of messed everything up because I was supposed to be in the delivery room. And you know me, I feel like in another life, I was probably a doula, you know, just I've always been into like birth and birthing stories. Um, You could still do that. I do, but I'm not going back to school. I'm a little, um, I did my time. So, (laughs) So, yeah, and it was cool. And that that was literally my whole weekend. I just spent the whole weekend with her. So that literally was not Aaron's whole weekend, but that's <laughs> fine. Well, yes, kind of. Because do people actually consider Friday part of the weekend? Or do people consider Saturday and Sunday the weekend? Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Okay. Well, you might be right for that one time. Nonetheless, I got to socially distant see Aaron well, this weekend it's been gonna be my weekend I mean my love alert I was supposed to sound like a broken oh, record that's cute well it was gonna be a my weekend I count Friday as my weekend well, ahead, can, this can be your weekend rewind it's gonna be my love alert so go ahead <laughs> okay well yes I had the great opportunity to see Aaron since I don't know when the last time I saw her since you know she didn't visit Minnesota okay. and all that Lord So I had the great opportunity to see her. Also, I had the great opportunity to see my partner. Um, He came to visit me all the way from Minnesota to Maryland. So that was awesome. Yes. And, you know, friends, important friends, um, or some of my important friends and family members got to meet him. So that was really cool. And since he's not from here, we got a chance to kind of just see, you know, some locations like the Baltimore Harbor, the National Harbor, DC. It was really a cool weekend, minus the humidity and heat. Um, it was so hot. I think I lost like three pounds over the weekend. Don't lose no more because you're going to disappear, LaShawn. <laughs> I'm literally not even that small, but okay, okay. fine. I saw you this weekend, so, you know, I think I know. <laughs> okay, so move on. <laughs> Aaron, do you have a shaking your head moment of the week? Ooh, shaking my head. You know, this is my shaking my head. My shaking my head is people laughing and making fun of Kanye literally going through a manic episode right before our eyes. And I keep telling people, this isn't funny. It's not something that we should be poking fun at. It's not something that, like, 
we should be finding entertainment in like this is actually a serious right. matter and it's going unchecked so mm. we need to stop finding amusement in this and start mm. encouraging especially our black men to take charge and control of their mental health facts facts that that's very important i personally don't know if i have a shake in my hand moment of the week i feel like everything has been pretty um cool the only i mean shaking my hand moment of the week is just how hot it is yeah. here um but i'm not gonna complain because i'd rather be hot than but cold people have been telling me that i'm a little crazy because like yeah it's hot it's really humid but like for some reason my skin isn't registering it as it's like it's really hot outside Mine is. I think my whole face like broke out in heat bumps. Like I never. Yeah, my whole face. I was like, "What in the world?" Oh, that's not good. I know. Mm. So, hide your kids, hide your wife, stay inside. Um. Yes. Mm. So, did you have anything else for your second minute? That's my second minute. Just making sure. Oh, I guess we should kind of give them an announcement just in case. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Aaron's like, what are you talking about? Um, LaShawn, me, being me, I am going to be kind of MIA after, for, a, for like about five weeks. So we're trying to figure out how we're going to be able to give you content. So we might have to record some in advance, or there might be a couple weeks that we don't have it. We're still trying to figure that out. But just in case we go a little MIA, we want you to know why. It's because I have, um. Some transitions, some big things are happening in the next, actually this weekend for the next five weeks. So yeah, I don't know that I'm ready to share that 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 adventure yet. Okay. So yeah, so just know that. But other than that, I think we're gonna hop into our mind vibes, yeah. right? Move transitions. Okay. Speaking so, of transitions, let's transition into mind vibes. <laughs> okay. Mind Ooh, that was a good one, girl. What a good yeah, one. I like that one. Well, thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Well, I think part of something that was in, um, on my mind to kind of talk about today is like how I feel like in the world we live, live in right now with the pandemic, um, with all that's going on in the world, there are a lot of transitionings happening, whether it is because of COVID or just your interpersonal or personal transitions in life. And, you know, since I'm having my own personal transitions, I thought we could maybe come and just share maybe our personal thoughts or maybe even some of our experience or our professional background and like how to um, manage transitions. So, yeah. I don't know, Erin, do you have like immediate thoughts about, you know, transitioning or how you, you normally transition? If you have any specific transition you want to talk about that's fine too um yeah hold on Woo. sorry y'all. Are, are we putting you to sleep girl no i'm putting myself to sleep i had a long day listen this yeah. is I, I used to have a very unhealthy view of transition i used to hate it i used to find it very stressful i used to find it um overwhelming um i kind of dreaded transitions um, and I don't really know where that stemmed from. Um, I think the earliest transition that I can remember would be 
uh, for those of you who don't know, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but probably in season one. But the earliest transition Mm -hmm. I can remember enduring was when I was on tour with The Lion King and my contract had finally come to an end. And I had to go from touring Mm -hmm. to being back at home in mainstream school. And Mm -hmm. I did not, I, I handled it as well as I could for being 11 years old. But I think just like knowing that things can come to an end so abruptly kind of rocked me. So then any other time there was transition, there was a lot of anxiety surrounding it. There was a lot of um, just fear of the unknown about what's next around it. So I used to have a very, very pessimistic view on transition. What about you? Mm. Yeah, I feel like, I may have had a, a little different experience. I feel like um, as an only child, there's like so many things that you have to do by yourself. Mm. But I feel like I kind of was just kind of used to transitions, I guess, or, or kind of being by myself and having to do things yeah. by myself. I think the older I get, it's kind of weird. I feel like, I mean, well, I think this kind of makes sense. Like when I was younger, I feel like I was very kind of like, carefree very feeling like very invincible like you know it is what it is um etc etc and I feel like the older I get the more anxiety I have around transitions um which I don't know why I don't particularly like that but yeah it's kind of flipped I think part of it has really for me had something to do with my doctoral program. So now let me preface this and say, this is my personal experience. If you want to go get a doctorate, go get one. If you want to talk to me, talk to me about it. You know what I mean? I think it's, it can be a great experience for those that yeah. want to do it. I also think that doctorate programs bring a level of anxiety that is not normal. <laughs> like you are under time crunches all the time. You're constantly being told what to do. You constantly have to be in a state of movement and transition. And you need to be able to adjust very quickly. Um, and I don't think that is kind of how life works exactly. I mean, it can, but I think this is a very specific time in people's lives when they're getting doctorates, specifically in the program that I was in. Um, so I think because of that, like, I feel more anxious about transitions. Um, nonetheless, though, I feel like I have been able to figure out ways to manage kind of how I feel in transitions. And I do just want to say really quickly, um, and then I'll pass it back to you, Aaron, if you have other thoughts. Um, I think that some anxiety or some nervousness about transitions is completely normal because you don't know what the future necessarily will hold. And so if you feel like your experience is like some minimal or mild anxiety, that makes sense because you don't know what's coming up necessarily, or you can't plan every step of the way for the future. Um, so just want to put that out there. Now, if you are like, your the anxiety is crippling you and you feel like you can't make movements without just being overly anxious and, you know, like it's just impacting your everyday life, that might be something to talk to, you know, maybe a trusted friend or even a, a, a mental health professional, if that's the case. Or even a doctor, if you feel like you haven't gotten your feet wet into mental health yet. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that that's all very true. And I think, you know what? I think that sometimes when we go through transitions, it's almost, I feel like it's almost as if, like, 
our fight or flight low key kicks in because it's kind mm. of like so for those of you who don't know what fight or flight is it's like a psychology term that we use um so mm -hmm. your parasympathetic nervous system kind of alerts you so it's a system in your body mm -hmm. that alerts you and helps you recognize and perceive something as safe or something that um you know is dangerous and you need to like get out Right. And I think sometimes like when when all of that anxiety is built up, it's almost like our fight or flight automatically kicks in. And sometimes it's mm -hmm. it's really hard for us to kind of come down off of that flight. Flight feeling. Yeah, um, because a lot of times we mm -hmm. might even when transitions happen, we might even try to talk ourselves out of that transition that's happening like this was a bad idea i didn't i didn't mean to do this what did i just commit myself to because it's that it's that mm -hmm. nervousness it's that constant state of feeling like i gotta get out of here this wasn't a good idea blah, 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 blah. instead of like mm -hmm. you know saying no it is uncomfortable but this is still a safe situation for me to be in this is still like a good move for me to do and i think a lot of times right. we we allow that uncomfortability to equate with this isn't be equated with this isn't safe in our mind mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily yeah. always true right yeah definitely I, I i think one of the things that i have been learning more um in these last couple of years and something that i sometimes mention to people i work with is I think that the com the 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 quicker we get comfortable with being uncomfortable, <laughs> the better kind of life is. Because when we're uncomfortable, we try to fight that yeah. feeling. And like Aaron is saying, just because you're uncomfortable doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It just mean it could just mean that it's new or it's different, and you have to adjust. And I think so many things in life bring about this unknown or some discomfort. But I think if you kind of just ride the wave of kind of like, I'm not exactly sure where this is going to lead me, but you know what I mean? Like just getting comfortable with, I can't control everything because when you try to control everything, that's when different negative impacts start to occur. And so just, you know, kind of, and I mean that I feel like for some that's easier said than done. So I guess I should say that, but I think it takes, takes daily practice and intentionality. You know, I think life is about the journey and the practice, not really about the performance. If you yeah, will. I mean, I think that a lot of times we we don't like when we're not in control. It's really hard to relinquish control. Um, yeah, but I think it, it's part of like that. You just got to roll. You got to roll with life. Life comes at you fast. I was telling LaShawn earlier, my motto this year has been embrace the unexpected and expect the impossible. And that's just kind of how life is. Like transitions mm -hmm. come, unexpected things come, and you kind of just have to roll with it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, somebody once said to me, if you ever feel like, you know, you need to control something or mm -hmm. someone, you need to ask yourself, like, what is it that you need in that mm -hmm. moment, right? Because there's no way that you can really control anything. And I don't even like the word controlling yourself. Like, I feel like you can manage your feelings. But trying to, I can control myself. I don't I feel like control has a negative connotation in my mind. I'll just own that. But, you know, 
you can't control other people, definitely. <laughs> and like Aaron is saying, you can't control circumstances all the time. And I feel like when you try to control things, that's when they become more out of control. Like you dig in your feet and sand and quicksand and just yeah. like, it's taking over you. So just being able to, you know, not feel that you always have to be in control. Mm -hmm. But I guess more specifically, Aaron, like now that you kind of have, you know, you phased out of Broadway and The Lion King and into to regular people live. <laughs> but, you know, where you are with transitions, how do you feel like you you kind of work with or manage transitions now? I, I think I still have a long way to go with managing transitions, but I do think that I have grown a lot. And I think that's because mm -hmm. you have to shift the narrative. Like it's easy to stay right. stuck in a negative mindset when it comes to transitions, but life is two-sided, right? Like there's like, there's mm -hmm. life is a spectrum. You might have some things that are right. negative, but with every negative, there are some positives. And so it's looking for, the positives that come along with the transition and I think that that has helped me be able to embrace the process a little bit more mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's beautiful I think there's something to be said about embracing the process and not trying to rush it or trying to control it or trying to have your hands and everything with the process because it is a process <laughs> um yeah, but for me, I feel like when it comes to transition, since I feel like I've transitioned a lot lately, like, you know, about three years ago, I moved to Minnesota by myself. And, you know, I can say that now, now that I'm no longer there. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, transitioned into a doctoral program where I was the only black person in my program. Um, transitioned back um, to Maryland for a little while and and you know transitioning into something else next um and for me i feel like the things that help me with transitions is one like i said earlier just realizing that transitions can be scary or nerve-wracking like it, that's normal because you don't know exactly what your transition is going to be also like not transitioning in a bubble like there are people that care about you that love you that support yeah. you um that you can talk to and and share how you're feeling and hopefully there there are people that um can support you and be there and be like empathic to your situation. And so I guess utilizing those supports in your lives and knowing that you don't have to do it alone. Um, and then I feel like, you know, really kind of being introspective and self-reflective about like how you're feeling. I think we might've talked about this in some previous um, segments, but I think it's so easy to just go to, to live your life without self-awareness <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean like I don't think we're really taught to be aware of how we're feeling how certain things impact us like you know like I have people in my life that like they'll just get anxious out of nowhere right and they'll like start pacing but have no idea and for some people that really is a thing like you just become anxious out of nowhere yeah. um, but I think for other people too you know there really is a root cause of your anxiety or there can be a root cause of anxiety and just being self-aware of what's happening in your life. Like for me, I know I'm anxious about my upcoming transition because every time somebody brings it up or I talk about it, I get a headache. Like it's just, they're connected right now for me. Um, and so, but you know, if I weren't aware of that, like what's the proceeding or the precipitant to my headache, I would just be like, oh, I'm getting these random headaches. 
which could be true, but I know it's not because it's like clockwork. Like talk about it within three minutes, I'm going to have a headache. Um, but just being self-aware and kind of knowing what you need in that moment. And so for me, when I feel more anxious or feel those headaches, like taking a break, like I don't have to be, what is it, encompassed with, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm transitioning and I'm moving, I'm doing this 24 hours a day. Like I don't have to talk about it. I don't have to be in that mindset all day long. So just giving myself some space to, you know, do other things and not be so um, overtaken or overwhelmed by those things, you know? And if I just need to take time to breathe or whatever, you know what I mean? That helps me relax. Um, I think those are ways that I try to deal with or manage transitions in my life. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you mentioned like a lot of great stuff, like, you know, having your support system, identifying those thoughts and those feelings that you have surrounding your transition. Um, you know, and, and I think that some other things that have helped me is just recognizing that like change is a normal part of life. Like no one is mm -hmm. exempt from change. It happens. Life is constantly changing and yeah. continuing to keep that in my mind. It's like, okay, yeah, this is, <laughs> this isn't abnormal. I'm not the only person this is happening to like this happens, but also I think a big thing, two big things for me was one acknowledging that a chapter is closing and like mm -hmm. appreciating what I am leaving behind in that chapter. Um, Cause I think that that just gives your mind natural closure um, right. and saying like, you know, I'm accepting this new thing that's happening and you know, before you welcome the new, you have to acknowledge and release the old. And so yeah. it's just one of those things that, that really helps with closure. But the second thing is that like, just like kids, I tell parents this all the time, kids thrive on routine. That doesn't change when you become an adult. Mm -hmm. We thrive as human beings on routine. So thinking of things that you can keep consistent during that transition can also mm -hmm. help a lot. Um, because it just, it's just a, a thing that you're used to. If you're used to waking up and getting a coffee and going for a run, as much as you can during that transition, get up, grab your coffee, go for a run. You know, like try to keep things as consistent as possible in the midst of transition and taking it a step at a time. Right. <laughs> like take things a step at a time. It goes with what LaShawn and I were saying about just embracing whatever process you're in. Like, there's no point in rushing to the end of the process because you're going to miss that whole refining period that the process right. is for. So just taking things one step at a time, break it down into small, specific, concise steps. And at, at the end of the day, you'll be through with your transition and it'll be great. Right. Yeah. I think that is amazing um, perspective to give. I also just want to say about like your, like what you were saying, like change and kind of like, um closing one chapter mm -hmm. i think also i think it's important to acknowledge that in closing a chapter that might be sad you know what i mean but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing that you're closing a chapter right mm -hmm. i think of it like in terms of like a breakup right or or anything but i'm just going to use a, a breakup for now like you might know like you might have loved that person but you know they aren't the person for you and so you're transitioning into singleness that might be hard on you. You might mourn the end of a relationship. You might mourn the fact that you 
are no longer living in the state that you are or mourn you leaving a new job, but are, are excited about the new steps. So like, they don't have to be mutually exclusive, right? Mm -hmm. You can be sad that something is ending, but also excited that something is beginning. And so, you know, closing that chapter, and I'd say just allow yourself to experience the feelings that are associated with closing that chapter, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, like Aaron is saying about consistency, I think that is such a good thing. And I think we mentioned it a couple episodes back, but especially during this transition or this new normal that we're creating with this pandemic, like, of course, be socially distant and wear your mask and that type of thing. But like, if you are getting dressed to go to work, still get dressed, you know, even if you're going to stay in your living room or, you know what I mean? If you were working out in the morning, there are so many online workouts that you can do in your house, right? So still trying to keep some level of consistency through all the transitions that you're going, I think can help ground you um, and help kind of reduce some of that anxiety. So anyway, I don't know, Aaron, do you have anything more to say about that particular topic? Yeah, just one, one last thing. During okay. transitions and during times where your body is naturally under stress, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. Self-care is at an all-time high when you're going through transitions. So make mm -hmm. sure that you're doing what you need to do for your own self-care time. Yes. Yes, yes. Do you? We've talked about this before, but I feel like sometimes people overthink self-care or they think self-care is so cliche. Do you have any examples of like what self-care is or like what one might do for self-care? Self-care could be grabbing a cup of tea and sitting in your favorite chair for 10 minutes and just sipping on that in silence and sitting with your thoughts. It could be journaling. It could be mm -hmm. going for a walk. If you want, it could even be, hey, you know, this thing has been in my Amazon cart for three months. I'm going to treat myself. Don't splurge because mm -hmm. then we might have to talk about something else. But, you know, right. buy that thing that you've, you've been wanting to buy and been saving up for for a while. Like, treat yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't got to spend, you know, you don't got to spend thousands on a Birkin. Right. Yeah. And, you know, self-care can be monetary, but it doesn't have to be. Like Aaron was saying, like, it could be a bubble bath. It could be journaling. It could be coloring. It could be so many things. And one of the things that I often tell people like a quick and easy way that I feel like you can figure out self-care and what self-care works for you is love languages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you've heard us talk about love languages before, but if you just do a quick Google search, there are five love languages. There are even like these quizzes online that'll tell you your love languages. Now, again, this is not perfect. So you might not feel like, something necessarily fits with you but for instance like um receiving gifts is one of my love languages i love a nice small gift and so you know you can align self-care with your love languages and then if you just google like love language for the self there are literally people that have created different self-care activities that you can do in accordance to different love languages which i think is so cool and like a quick way for you to kind of figure out what would make you feel like you're loving yourself, you're caring for yourself, that type of thing. So that could be an easy hack if you're you're like, I don't really know how I would feel like or what self-care things would work for me. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. So yeah, guys, that is our mind vibes. And you know, I loved this conversation. 
And I also love mm -hmm. some other things. So let's slide into Love Alert. Love Alert. That was a beautiful transition, I must thank say. Thank you. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be trying. I'll be trying. You be, you be doing it, girl, girl. Thank you, girl. What is your Love Alert? <laughs> what is my Love Alert? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> What is my love alert? Honestly, my love alert is that, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, I was still able to get to spend some amazing time with people that really mean a lot to me in a socially distant manner and with masks, of course. Um, but like I got to see family and friends, you know, because as I am transitioning, like I won't be where I am now for probably a, a really long time or, or, you know, at least a couple years. And so um, it was really great to see people that care about me, that want the best for me, um, who are in my corner. And so that's my love alert. I, I feel like that's always one of my love alerts, just community, 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 community is something that's so important to me. And I promise you, please utilize your community, your social support systems, like, you know, like, there are genuinely people out there that love you and care for you and that want to see you win and thrive and not just have to survive in life. And so that's my love alert, just having great community and seeing those people this weekend, this past weekend. We love it. We love it. My love alert is has already been said, but my love alert was that I got to see LaShawn this weekend. Aww. And, you know, just... I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't make it out to <laughs> Minneapolis, but, you know, quarantine got in the way of me actually finally coming. Yeah. So, but we, we gotta, uh, we gotta do over in San Diego. So it's fine. Yeah. And we'll make it happen for, for real. But yeah, that's my love alert. Being able to see LaShawn and <clears throat> meet her friend and, you know, all that beautiful stuff. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> got to you know learn his name and you know who they who this person is as a person and like you know all that all that friend stuff that you do. So, <sighs> okay. Well, I'm glad you got to do that this weekend. I was low key like, does anybody care about me? Like. <laughs> It was all about the bay, but no, I it was it was a good time. But anyway, Aaron, where can the people follow you on your social media? They can follow um the podcast at Color Thoughts Podcast, and they can follow me on Instagram at Aaron A R Y N underscore Michaela M I K A L A. Where can they follow you, Lashawn? Yes, they can follow my nonprofit page, Just Me Can Campaign. That's just me underscore campaign. And you can follow my personal social media Instagram at LaShawn, L-A-S-H-A-W-N underscore G. So we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Colored Thoughts Podcast. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye.